listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross, priests of the Diocese of Fargo, joining you from Grand Forks today. And uh, for the second time in a week, this isn't very uh, customary for us. No, actually, you know what? We we should probably do this more regular. We, we're really having fun today. You know, yeah. it just seems like, you know, the, the the being together more often, we get get the machine working here. So There's something to be said about that, about uh, priestly <laughs> fraternity and camaraderie. That's and, and I think each of us can attest to the fact that that it doesn't just happen automatically. It takes effort and work to make you, that happen. You know, happen. a lot of these, what, what do you call them, podcasts now, wherever they have, like, cameras, and they show, you know, so people can watch, and they can listen on radio. Or oh, heaven's sake. And I'm just saying, like, <laughs> could you imagine if people actually saw what we do on breaks here, how much fun we actually have off-air compared to on-the-air? Like <laughs> yeah, the, the show behind the show, I guess you might say. Well, we have another wonderful hour of uh, conversations coming up, and uh, to begin things for this uh, second hour, we have a special guest with us who's calling in from the Black Hills, uh, Dr. Mario uh, Sacasa. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Do we I'm have Dr. Mario? From New Orleans. You oh, you're calling from New Orleans. Orleans. Okay, very good. But I'm you are going to be joining us, <laughs> and you're going to be joining us in Rapid City. That is correct, yeah, for the upcoming men's conference on uh, March 14th. So yes, we're excited yes. about it. And Grateful to have this opportunity to spread the word about the conference and the, the good things that are, that are going to be happening that day. Wonderful. Well, I guess this would be a good time to launch into uh, finding out a little bit more about yourself, Dr. Mario, if you could just uh, orient our listeners to you and uh, and the work that you do. Yeah, so I am a Catholic therapist. I've, I've worked, I'm a licensed marriage family therapist and who has always tried to find the points of integration between the psychological sciences and, uh, you know, the, the, the strength of the Catholic faith. And so throughout my whole career, I've always tried to find those, those meeting points. And I've done lectures in, in various states and dioceses, and recently I've started my own podcast. I know you guys are just joking about podcasts. <laughs> here. But, it, but, but it, it's just an audio one, so I don't have all the video stuff like you guys are talking about as well. So it's uh, an audio show that people can listen to. It's called Always Hope, where I try to continue the theme of finding the points of integration between faith and science all right. and uh, helping people to equip them in their lives. Yeah, okay, so, so that's so, what I do. So, Dr. Mara, this morning we're, we're, we're kind of using anger as a launching point, and I, I, I want to share a little thing to maybe launch it with you. So, uh, you know, on the Sunday cycles right now, we're into the um, Sermon on the Mount. We had the Beatitudes last week, and now we're going salt and light this, this week. But I was working with my faith formation kids last evening, and we were going through those Beatitudes. Last Thursday, Pope Francis said we should every Christian should memorize these things. So I've taken him at his word. Mm-hmm. We're working on that. But we came upon the one, blessed are those who who hunger and thirst for righteousness, um, for they shall be satisfied. And we, this discussion happened, and what we realized, kind of as a group, which kind of surprised all of us, but whenever you're you're in and you see like a, a little person being picked on by a big person or an injustice happening somewhere, this natural thing rises up in you, and it's anger. And we realized every one of us had this common experience of experiencing this anger when we see an injustice being inflicted on somebody who's vulnerable. Is that what we're talking about this morning with you about anger? Yes. Yes, 100%. Yep, that's it. You got it. So anger is kind of this misunderstood emotion. It, it gets characterized as a negative emotion, which, I mean, 
like if we have too much anger, certainly we know there are, there are links to high blood pressure and, and other negative, you know, biophysical traits that, that happen. But anger in itself, just like every other emotion, as you know, are, are just value neutral. And so really, it's what we do with our anger that, uh, that determines it for being a positive or a negative in our life. But you're absolutely right. The reason we feel anger is because we perceive or we sense some type of injustice or even some type of injury. There's some wrong that we want to right and uh, something that we want to make better. And so, yeah, anger is absolutely connected with fairness, with justice. And uh, those are good things that we want to fight for. Okay, I, somebody once described it to me as like anger is like you know like what you said it's it's not, neither good nor evil but there it's it's a power and and it's like an engine inside of you and it, and if you if you direct it inward it turns into like depression or something that will destroy you but if you turn it outward towards a good end it, it gets you moving to accomplish the good that's asked of you and if you direct it towards a bad end outside of you it, it again it takes you to a type of self destruction is is that an accurate way yeah. to think of it yeah so so just like anything you know that requires virtue and, and virtue is you know well-formed habit and disposition orientation towards the good and, and i'll say this you know this is really the theme of the men's conference as a whole not just anger but, but how to be men of virtue so one of the thoughts will, will focus specifically on anger because it just seems like men we we tend to struggle with anger because you know we want to we want to fix everything and I think that's the thing that we want our men to, to be aware of is that the reason we tend to struggle with anger is because we're, we're fixers and we're doers by nature and, and so, yeah, absolutely. Like, if we're if we're blowing off our top, though, you know, and expressing our anger all the time, but, but we're not holding people accountable, then that anger is reckless. But conversely, like you were saying, Father, if we're always turning it inward and we're not actually doing something or, or righting the wrongs that we see because we're afraid or, or, or we're intimidated or whatever that might be, then, yeah, that, that can turn inward and can lead towards anxiety or depression or a whole host of other negative emotions. So let me, let me just give a clear example for this, you know. Think of like, you know, you're working at a job and you don't feel like you're making a just wage. So let's say you're, you're not making as much as you feel like you need to, or that your coworkers are getting raises, but you're not getting a raise. So you feel a little bit of what? You feel that anger kind of, you know, welling up inside of you. So what do you do with that? Do you, do you just come home and complain to your wife or complain to your buddies that my boss is, you know what, and all these negative things, nothing happens and nothing's going to change and and you could turn that anger inward and, and not be productive. Or you can say, man, I'm feeling this sense of injustice. Let me go find a time to meet with my boss and to address this and say, hey, you know, I see other people in the office are getting raises. I see other people are, are kind of getting some advancements here. What is it that I need to do? Or how can I advocate for myself to, to get the raise that I think I deserve? That would be an appropriate expression of use of anger. Right. Now, uh, Doctor, we were talking just a moment ago about uh, the Sermon on the Mount, and I found a passage that I wanted to reflect on here. When I think what mm-hmm. uh, what Jesus is uh, asking of us is that when there is anger, that it not be something that is, you know, self-serving. Um, in uh, chapter mm-hmm. 5 of Matthew, uh, he says, let's see, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, which I understand is like an Aramaic word for blockhead or something like that, <laughs> will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says you fool will be liable to fiery Gehenna. So yeah, I think it's too simplistic to say that there shouldn't be anger, but in those particular examples, it seems to me, Doctor, that uh, a person is trying to, you know, exalt themselves by pushing somebody else down or to, you know, to, to inflate themselves by demeaning another, which is what uh, is one of the things that Jesus would be warning us against. Yeah, a- Absolutely. 
And so Jesus also says in the sermon, the blessed are the meek, you know, for they shall inherit the earth. And, and again, going back to that, that meekness is one of these terms that, that is misunderstood. Meekness is the, the corresponding virtue to wrath. And that, like, when, when one is meek, one has the capacity to, to, to utilize their, their, their strength appropriately. And I think that's what Jesus is speaking about, is that when, when we use these gifts, when we see the injustices, and when we actually go and fight for the things that need to be fought for appropriately, not demeaning people, not responding with violence, not degrading individuals, not always warring, but we're actually doing this in the way that Christ wants us to do this, with strength, with dedication, with focus, then, then we're living the Beatitudes as, as, as Christ wants them to, to be lived. You know, right. one example, another example that I'll give, kind of culturally speaking here, when we think of, like, the civil rights movement, and we look at Martin Luther King Jr., and look at the way that, that he responded to the injustice, there was other models that were out there of how to respond, ones that were filled with violence. But Martin Luther King Jr. chose the, the, the gospel path, saying that it's through meekness, it's through humility, but it's through nonviolence, but also through standing up, that we're not just going to sit back and, and be a, a, a mat. We're going to stand up, we're going to speak the truth. That's ultimately that way that he, that he did it is what led to the civil rights, civil rights revolution and ultimately him receiving the Nobel Peace Prize and all the, the great you know, things mm-hmm. that he's done in his legacy. Right. For those who are just joining us, uh, we thank you for tuning in to Real Presence Live. We are speaking with Dr. Mario Sacasa, who is joining us from New Orleans and is going to be at the uh, Catholic Men's Conference Saturday, March 14th at the Terra Sancta Retreat Center uh, that is just outside of uh, Rapid City, uh, hosted by the Diocese of Rapid City. You know, Dr. Mario, you were just talking about meekness, and I, I, I just like to jump on that because, again, last night with our, my teenagers, this whole thing about, you know, bless are the meek they inherit the earth and immediately all the kids were just turned off by it they're they're like mm-hmm. oh, oh, then i said well wait a minute now tell me what do you, when you hear meekness what do you think and they were like oh you're milk toasty you're a doormat you're a wimp you're this that and i said hold on and i'm gonna give you an image and, and tell me is it am i in the right ballpark here somebody once told me meekness is, is it's not about being a doormat but rather it's like it's like you have the power of a stallion. You have a power of the stallion. It's in you. Meekness is learning to have have a bridle and a bit so that you can control that power and release it in the right way or the right way or to hold it back. Or like Jesus before Pontius Pilate, he could have destroyed Pilate, but he allowed the judgment of his father to come upon him. Is, so is that like kind of like a stallion that's actually tamed? Is that like meekness or what would be a good image? Yeah, that, that's the same image that I've heard. I think this term comes from that. It's kind of like when, when war horses back in the day, when, when horses were used for war, you know, wild horses roamed the land. So when you would take a wild horse, you would have to tame it to some degree because you, you wanted it to, and when it was tamed appropriately for battle, specifically for battle, it was termed meek, that the horse was meek. And why would you want that? Well, because if you had an unruly horse, then that didn't have proper control of its strength, then you couldn't you couldn't listen to the to the rider, and you couldn't have control over it in the middle of battle, right? So in the middle of battle where there's chaos and war and mayhem happening, you need a horse that, that is able to have appropriate control of its strength to do what you're asking it to do. Conversely, if the, the horse was too timid and, and too shy and, and too weak, uh, then you couldn't use that horse in battle either because of the fear that was preventing it from being able to do what you're asking it to do. So that, that image is a beautiful one when you think of it that way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because then you're saying like it's not a it's not a suppression of my of my energies. It's not a suppression of my of my strength, or but rather it's it's a, it's a proper utilization, a proper outlet for that. Um, the way that I would always describe it with my I have four boys and, and my kids. You know, we we're rough and tumble. We get into these you know fights or whatever. Boys get into you know what they do or whatever. But one of my kids in particular, you know, he's very, very energetic and, and just anger would, would come out at times. And, and I would tell him, listen, you know, bud, like, you got to think of this as not, as the energy itself isn't bad. But if, if you're just a wildfire, then you're going to burn everything. But if you can focus that and you can be like a laser, then a laser has, has pinpoint, you know, accuracy with high energy that, that will still, you know, will be a better utilization, a better tool and a better use of, of that energy and that strength. Uh, rather than just being a wildfire and burning everything kind of around you. That so, yeah, brings... these, these images are exactly the things that we want to be talking about. Yep. Right, right. Dr. Mario, that image brings me directly to um, kind of the, the practical aspect of the event that's going to be happening out by Rapid City uh, in a little over a month here. Um, when you think about the, the men who are going to be gathered there in, in the room with you, the, these husbands and fathers, uh, can you give us a little bit of a preview of um, uh, the message about understanding uh, uh, understanding anger and, and channeling anger that you that you intend to bring to them yeah so again if the focus of the, the conference isn't just on anger specifically but kind of exploring as a whole like what are the virtues that are needed to be successful men fathers and husbands today and so looking at looking at virtue excuse mm-hmm. me from from the, from that lens and being able to say okay well we need we need to, to, to honor like the strength and the, the goodness that we are as men and, and recognize that this strength and that, that's given to us isn't just for our own selfish game, but ultimately this is about giving others and being being generative for, for life to occur. And so we want to be, you know, virtuous, not just for the, our own selfish end, but virtuous so that we can, we can be better husbands and fathers. And so, yes, we're going to talk about anger, and we're going to also talk about hope and, and the, the value of hope in life, as well as being magnanimous and... and, and, and and, and, you know, having some Granger ideas as well. Um, so we want to be able to focus on virtue as a whole in, in the masculine life. Well, Dr. Mario, Mario uh, Sacasa, we thank you very much for taking this time with us this morning. And uh, uh, blessings to you and your ministry and safe travels to the Black Hills. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thank you very much. And I just want to give the website for the Retreat Center where this men's conference will be happening, terrasancta.org. That's spelled T-E-R-R-A-S-A-N-C-T-A dot O-R-G. Saturday, March 14th. $40 $40 cost, including the conference, breakfast, and lunch. So register quickly while there is space available. And we're grateful for Dr. Mario's time with us today. Well, up next, we're traveling around the listening area to hear about great local events in our 10-minute tour. And later in the show, a program that helps people break free of poverty to find hope and stability. Father Leffer and Father Gross are coming to you from Grand Forks. And you're listening to Real Presence Live. Please stay with us. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.